With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Police are investigating a fatal fall just after 5 p.m. Thursday. Police and emergency services were dispatched by 911 to Ashco Street in Georgetown. A man reportedly fell from the second story of a storage building there. Police say the victim was reportedly with two other people standing on the outside balcony of the facility, which had a railing. They were on the second floor when one of the three, a 63-year-old man visiting from the U.K., fell from the second-story balcony to the ground. Floor. Emergency medical services attended the scene and took him to the hospital. He was later pronounced dead by the attending doctor. Police are reviewing the circumstances of the incident. Chief Medical Officer Dr. John Lee today reporting 371 COVID-19 tests carried out since Wednesday. Seven are positive for COVID-19. All are travelers who tested positive as part of the routine screening program. They will remain in isolation until considered recovered. There are 904 people in isolation right now, whether at a government facility or in their homes as required by the Medical Officer of Health. The Cayman Islands is judged to have satisfactorily completed 60 of 63 recommended actions to strengthen its anti-money laundering, combating the financing of terrorism and proliferation regime. But the Financial Action Task Force says the islands will be subject to increased monitoring. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. When a jurisdiction is in the increased monitoring category, they are required to work with FATF to swiftly address outstanding strategic AML deficiencies in their regimes. The organization, which is responsible for setting the global standard for AML, has provided an action plan for the Cayman Islands to finalize work on the three remaining actions in the next 15 months. The Cayman Islands government has given the jurisdiction's commitment to satisfying the plan's requirements and notes work was already underway. Premier the Honorable Alden McLaughlin says for many years, government and Cayman's private sector have worked together to address the ever-evolving local and global risk of financial crime, and as a result, today's FATF report recognizes that overall, our AML and CFT and CPF framework is fairly robust in fighting these crimes. The Caribbean Financial Action Task Force, CFATF, a regional body that on FATF's behalf monitors Caribbean member countries' compliance with FATF standards, had initially published 63 recommended actions for the Cayman Islands' AML regime in its March 2019 fourth round mutual evaluation report. FATF published its review of work by the Cayman Islands to meet those recommendations at the end of its recently concluded plenary. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. The Judicial Committee of the Privy Council thanks the attorneys for the Cayman Islands government and a same-sex couple from Cayman for their submissions this week. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has more. Chantel Day and Vicki Bottom-Bush appealed a decision by the Cayman Court of Appeal that determined the right to marry under the Cayman Constitution did not extend to same-sex couples. The local Court of Appeal did add that government must provide them legal protection functionally equivalent to marriage, hence Cayman's recent implementation of the Civil Partnership Law. The Judicial Committee of the Privy Council described this week as, quote, an important appeal, and they will now consider what the committee has heard and decide what advice they plan to tender to Her Majesty. The committee is considering two points. Does the Bill of Rights in the Constitution provide a right for Ms. Day and Ms. Bush to access the institution of marriage? And if so, should the order of the Grand Court of the Cayman Islands, which modified the marriage law so that marriage is defined to mean the union between two people as one another's spouses, be restored? 
Court adjourned on Wednesday. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Police are seeking the public's help to find 41-year-old Henry York Carter, who was last known to be living in Bodentown. Mr. Carter is wanted by police for breaking the terms of his conditional release from Her Majesty's prison northward and now must be returned to continue his custodial sentences. Police say 34-year-old Otis Melbourne Miles of Georgetown, who was also wanted for breaching his conditional release terms, was found today and has been transported to Her Majesty's prison northward. Northward. The Ministry of Agriculture gives farmers more time to apply to the Farmers Assistance and Relief Measures Program. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has more. The COVID-19 relief funding for farmers has been extended until June 2021, and the ministry says the extension is to give local farmers the opportunity to apply for funding. Minister for Agriculture Honorable Juliana O'Connor Connolly says the COVID-19 pandemic has and continues to have negative effects to all sectors on a global scale. Locally, the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic has contributed to produce loss and losses in revenue. This loss of produce would have significantly impacted full-time farmers and part-time farmers who have lost their primary source of income. She adds, through continued investment in infrastructural and agricultural enhancement projects, such as the COVID-19 relief funding, we will strengthen the resilience of the farming sector, which ultimately benefits and improves the lives of all local residents. Since its launch, over 500 farmers have benefited from the program designed to provide economic relief to the local farming community whom were negatively affected by the COVID-19 crisis. Each successful applicant receives a voucher card to purchase seeds, fertilizers, and other essential agricultural inputs from the Department of Agriculture. The program is implemented by the DOA with funding and oversight provided by the ministry. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. Young Caymanian chefs bring the heat in this year's youth cook-off competition. The cook-off is geared to get them ready for busy kitchens. It's one-hour challenge. They have to prepare a, had to prepare a chicken entree, and they had to do it for three judges. Three of those judges were from the Cayman Culinary Society, so they're used to being at high-level competitions around the region and internationally. James Jamal Miles with the Youth Services Unit tells Radio Cayman that teams from all districts of the island got rave reviews for their presentation from the panel of judges. The overall winner this year was the group from West Bay, which consisted of Janiah Borden, and Christopher Mason. Second went to Cayman Brack. I think they were only like four points behind the winners. And third place went to the team from East End. Traditionally, the unit would go from district to district crowning champions, and then all the champions would meet up at the agricultural show. Mr. Miles says even though the ag show was canceled this year, the cook-off will still be happening. Show off your national pride tomorrow with the Cayman National Cultural Foundation's Dress for Culture. Dress for Culture is where we actually try to get as many schools involved to dress up culturally. And there's a donation of $5 for adults and $3 for kids. And again, that event is the 26th of February. CNCF's Melanie McField tells Radio Cayman, Dress for Culture Day is now in its ninth year. Schools, businesses, and individuals across the Cayman Islands are encouraged to creatively display their homeland pride and their cultural attire on the day. So we have three categories. We have the company organization slash organization we have school and we have individual so we have prizes for the best company photo and a school photo as well as an individual photo the money raised will go towards cncf cultural heritage preservation programs the event is part of kfest 2021 you can find out more at artscayman.org and don't forget this weekend red sky at night
they have finally recognized, and rightfully so, the tremendous contributions the seafarers have made to our nation's history. It is long overdue, but is greatly appreciated. President of the Seafarers Association and former seafarer himself, Deniston Tibbetts there, speaking at the dedication and groundbreaking ceremony of Seafarers Park at the site of the old tower building in Georgetown this afternoon. Radio Cayman carried the proceedings live. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings. Good evening. With a look at Radio Cayman's local sports, I'm Dion Anglin. Harmony Community Netball's return to netball refresher sessions were a huge success. The people that came out, they just learned the basics, you know, just to refresh the catching, the footwork, the rules, the boundaries. And in the second one, we learned like little shooting drills and, you know, how to play the game and the full effects in front of the game. We started out with about 10. It was supposed to be 14, but 10 actually came. And then every week it grew. So um, it was nice to see that everyone came out and support and to hear that, you know, they're glad that something like this is happening because some of them didn't play in years or since high school. So it was just nice to have everybody out and, you know, refreshing themselves. And they even got to the point, which was the last week uh, to form teams now, so they're ready for Match play. And now Andre Brown, one of Harmony Netball Club coaches, say they are moving on to the next stage where Harmony will be hosting a charity netball tournament supporting the Cayman Food Bank. So the teams have formed and then we invited, uh, we're still inviting more people to come and play. The donation for the food bank uh, is an initiative of the Rising Stars Netball Club along with the Harmony Netball. It's open to anyone ages 16 and older. It doesn't matter if you just learned how to play or you've been playing for a while. It's open to anyone to play. Just bring a team or you can come as an individual. After the tournament, we're hoping to kick off a series of match play for the following weeks as well. So if you register for the tournament, we'll waive your registration fee for the match play in the coming weeks. Anyone 16 years or older are welcome, whether you've played for a lifetime or have never played the game male or female. It's $20 for the entire team. The Batabano 5K walk run will benefit the HSA Dialysis Unit. The Cayman Carnival Batabano Committee is holding a 5K walk run at the Crescent in Caymana Bay over the weekend. We want to invite the community to come out, support this worthy cause and come and get fit with us until we can really hit the road again. It's going to be this Sunday at 7 a.m. We're going to leave from the Crescent in Kamana Bay. It is a 5K. It takes place just in the confines of Kamana Bay, which is a beautiful venue. We're quite thankful for them for sponsoring the venue for this and uh, also to First uh, Cayman for sponsoring our water stop. We also have some great prizes from the Turtle Center, from La Classique, from Donna Myrie Stephen, Batabano chairperson, says the road is calling is one of the first initiatives that the Batabano committee is undertaking. Six years ago, we actually did fundraisers from all of our uh, Batabano events to help benefit the um, HSE's dialysis unit, which was in need of equipment. And um, six years later, they are still in need of equipment. And the youngest dialysis patient is actually a masquerader, a Batabano masquerader as well. And so we're really proud to uh, say that she's the face of uh, this initiative, Anyelka Rankin. The story uh, that she gives is really a great one. 
she was actually going through dialysis and she was putting her makeup on with one hand while the other hand was hooked up to the machine and she hit the road in uh, 2018 right after dialysis and so that's inspiration alone. So we thought we would pick this initiative up once again. Myrie Stevens says this is going to be a walk run with a twist. We're going to be giving prizes for anyone who wants to don a carnival costume or a headpiece male, female, juniors. We have uh, a most spirited on the road and uh, a best costume couple. So we wanted to do something different with a Badabanu theme and while we do something worthwhile for the HSA dialysis unit. $15 to register. You can do so on Cayman Active or you can come into La Classique in the Strand or you can uh, do an online transfer to the Butterfield account for uh, Cayman Carnival Batabanu. Registration closes at midnight on Saturday, February 27th and will not be available on the morning of the event. And the Truman Bodden Classic will showcase some of Cayman's most talented track and field athletes this weekend. National coach Kenrick Williams speaks on the field events. Alex will be doing his debut and for the javelin. Hopefully he'll be able to come close to the qualifying standard or qualify. His sister Rachel, who was the bronze medalist in yes. 2019, she's also will be throwing. And we have a few other. There's one young man from Clifton Hunter, Satahu, who is throwing pretty close to the 40 meters. He's throwing 39 now. So by this year, with some more coaching and sharpening up with his coach at Clifton Hunter, I think he will come pretty close or get the standard this weekend. Coach, any pole vault this weekend? Yes, my premier pole vaulter will be here. Awesome. For information, he cleared over 3 meters 50, close to 4 meters, and hopefully the crowd will come out and support him. Is he trying to qualify for Carifta also? Yes, yes. As a matter of fact, in 2020, he cleared the qualifying height for the high jump. He cleared 2 meters 06. And the qualifying standard was two meters. So he's coming back again to try for the high jump and the pole vault. High jumper and pole vaulter Malik Powell was the head boy of Clifton Hunter High School in 2019. The Truman Bodden Classic is this Saturday at 11 a.m. at the Truman Bodden Sports Complex. That's a wrap of Radio Cayman's local sports reporter, I'm Dion Anglin.